0: Hello and welcome to North 100, a Canadian Highlander and apparently set review podcast. I'm Serge. Joining me today, I have a Wheeler. Hello. And a chair. Hello. A reminder that this podcast is brought to you by you with your support at the Patreon over at patreon.com slash loading ready run. Welcome to our Modern Horizons 2 set review. This is part two where we're going to be covering red and green cart reminder that our set reviews are not exhaustive our goal here is not to cover every single card only the cards that we think are relevant to the format and you know if it's relevant in not our format that's great maybe we'll talk about it a bit but that's not really the focus so yeah we're not going to cover every card and that's okay (laughs) i suppose let's jump right on into it and the first card today is blood Braid marauder this is a two mana three one human berserker for one in a red it can't block and it has delirium which means this spell has cascade as long as there are four or more cards amongst card types in your graveyard wheeler what do you think
1: serge i'm never blocking Uh, i never have and i never (laughs) will why start now yeah exactly so that line of text is not super relevant i mean it is but it's not in the same way. The most relevant part is that one toughness on a creature, especially in a red two drop, is uh, it's not great. Not great, not terrible, frankly. And especially with a bunch of mana dorks running around, tokens, all that jazz. Like if this can't readily attack into those, it feels pretty bad. And then the other is delirium. It's not as easy of an ability to get going as you'd think or well, you'd hope. So it's, it's kind of appealing to want to be able to play this card because because hey who doesn't like a free goblin guide or jackal pup but at the same time like red has gotten some pretty good two drops recently and so i don't know even if getting delirium going in those kind of decks isn't that difficult shout out to uh seal of fire sulfuric vortex and the the whole gang i just don't know if you need it and uh, i it's really cool card Uh, i mean
0: that's basically everything for the set but uh, i don't
1: i don't know if this one's exactly uh winning it for me
0: ah fair enough all right let's move on to brea's apprentice this is a 3-mana 2-3 Artifact Creature Human Artificer for 2 and a red. And it says, when it enters the battlefield, create a 1-1 Thopter Artifact Creature token with flying. Tap and sack an Artifact to choose one. Exile the top card of your library until end of your next turn. You may play that card end of your next turn. Mm -hmm. Oh. It's a different templating. Most of them just say end of turn, but this gives you that little extra window. Also, play that card means you can play lands, as opposed to templating that says cast. And anyways, I digress. The second line, or the second ability, is target creature gets plus two plus oh until end of turn i'm gonna throw this one to me and i'm looking at this immediately for my aggressive artifact decks does this take the place of like pia nalar or thopter engineer it's an artifact which is a pro but the red pip does mean you can't just cast it for free off workshop which makes it a little bit more restrictive i think this is very cool and but i don't think it's quite good enough i think exactly what you're talking about the fact that you have to tap to sack uh, to activate the ability means this is way more restrictive as well normally what you want to do is turn all of your creatures sideways keep your mana open and then threaten a trick with an extra math and not being able to attack with this definitely limits those options
1: Sur- Surge-, Surge may i two two things one Porcano los dos why not both why, why not play both pnlr and this card anthopter
0: engineer anthopter engineer the, the main reason being uh, okay i'm gonna i have to dive into this this is a deep dive a lot of the fast mana that you get in this format right now is colorless. Because moxen are pointed, and mm-hmm. when you are playing primarily an artifact deck, what you're trying to do is you're trying to accelerate and dump your hand as quickly as possible. So you want to keep your pip costs as low as possible, which means the cards that you choose to play with mana pips need to be as high impact as possible. And I don't think that this is that card.
1: Okay. If you disagree, by all means, please tell me. I do, and I'm I'm a little. I mean, I'm, I'm honestly a little little fl- flabbergasted. Even I think this card is extremely good
2: yeah i think that first that first option is is exactly what the decks the decks it gives you, i guess it gives you more gas like but.
1: i i feel i feel you absolutely on the there's nothing worse than you you're staying at this mishers workshop and you <laughs> see some grumpy old man like sigh that's like give me a blue mana and you're like i don't have it, it it's the worst but like i i think we're getting to the point where single pipped cards a-okay you know this isn't brea proper so there's not four costs. yeah like yeah, four yeah. different colors but like, I think this card's a slam dunk in artifact decks. I'm definitely playing in medium red too. And like Pia Nalar was like a slow burn for the red-green mid-range decks in the format. Like the red-green or red-green X mid-range players, you know, sh- this card doesn't have Pia's lol can't block text, but like...
2: Or like pump this artifact for a million.
1: Yeah, but the two bodies and like the ability to cash in your mox your mana crypts, you know, even your artifact skull lands. clamps yeah all that jazz like i think i think that does enough to to convince me to play this card
2: it can also sacrifice itself so it's pretty good against removal too Mm -hmm.
0: yeah yeah all right i mean i'll give it a try for sure we'll see we'll see who's right probably you honestly (laughs) oh
2: all right
0: next up chef's kiss this is a three mana red instant for one a red and a red gain control oh hold on jared this is a red counter spell jared all right let me read it first gain control of target spell that targets only a single permanent or player copy it, then reselect the targets at random for the spell and the copy. The new targets can't be you or a permanent
2: that you control. Jer! This card is sweet. I'm still undecided as to how good it is. It definitely <laughs> has has applications, but it's also definitely poor in some spots. For example, if your opponent casts Time Walk, mm. uh, which is a thing you definitely want to counter and or like, redirect. this. This doesn't work because it can't redirect the Time Walk to you, similarly with Ancestor Recall. But if your opponent in the business of like trying to lightning bolt you or your creatures chef's kissing the lightning bolt is gonna feel chef's chef's kiss i I could not do it you have to do that hand gesture every time you cast it right uh, there were many hand gestures yeah but this this card is super super cool and interesting i i think it's worth playing in interactive metas at at least testing it out because the the tempo swing it can provide is is huge like like that's not an uncommon thing that happens your opponent has a creature or or two creatures and they try to kill your one creature and attack you and you chef's kiss their removal spell and you kill both their creatures that's like absurd it's only because it's not a
0: one for one a it's
2: it's the two for one that makes this card well it's 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 more than it's like a three for one because you're getting you're stopping their spell that's worth a card and you're getting it twice cool so it's 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 a three for one for three mana which doesn't come around super often and it and it's tempo tempo oriented like you, typically three for ones are you're the only three for ones you're getting out of a single card are are like card advantage cards so
1: yeah typically three for ones and then anything following that is a very funny sentence to hear but it's also <laughs> one where you immediately know exactly what you're talking about
2: uh, I'm, I'm talking about ancestral recall yeah the the classic three for one.
1: Uh yes of course i too have lost games of canadian <laughs> highlander
0: all right next up dragon's rage channeler for a single red pip you get a human shaman one one whenever you cast a non-creature spell surveil one and If you haven't heard of Surveil in a while, look at the top card of your library. You may put that card into your graveyard. And then Delirium. As long as there are three, or pardon me, as long as there are four or more card types amongst cards in your graveyard, Dragon Rage Channeler gets +2, plus +2, two, plus two, has flying, and attacks each turn if able. What do you think, Jer?
2: I actually think this card is really good. I'm I'm normally with Ben in that delirium cards aren't aren't super exciting because in my experience there it's it's pretty hard to turn on, but with that surveillability, it's it's going to make it much easier, and that you have the choice to tap actively try to get delirium you can get it quite quickly with this ability i think in the right type of deck so i think this is actually a reasonable card for i could see playing it in mono red decks i could see playing it in uh, like blitz style decks and i could see playing it in tempo style decks as well i think it's potentially good enough in in all of those, so I'm I'm pretty excited for this card, and I think it's a really good and cool design. All right, next up, Flame Tongue Yerlin. This is a two
0: mana two one Kavu for two red pips, multi kicker, two generic. So you may pay an additional two any number of times as you cast this spell. The Flame Tongue enters the battlefield with a plus one plus one counter on it for each time it was kicked. When it enters the battlefield, deal damage equal to its power to target creature. Wheeler.
1: Well, you can take those fire imps and throw them into the trash. Uh, don't do that, because,
2: you know... Rip Fire Imp. Well, okay. Because <laughs> then what are you going to pod your tongue Yearling into? Ah. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> no. It's
1: all about redundancy. But in the cases where it's not as much about redundancy, and instead is about, you know, having quality. one of these cards... Yeah, exactly, quality. Flametongue Yearling... Kind of just like, I don't know if you told me there wasn't like an FTK callback in this set, I would have shot so much lower than this. Like the fact that you could, it's just a two man two one that when it ETBs, it domes something for two. Right. Like, that's it. That's all it needs to do. And that's already just really good. I mean, you can't do it to its. I mean, OK, so it, ha- it has the classic FTK yeah. formatting.
2: All right. So I was I was going to talk yeah. about this earlier. Mm-hmm. But I love that they kept that. It obviously oh. doesn't make the card better. But I I love <laughs> so much that they went back to that.
1: I, I disagree. I think it does make it better. Uh, and no <laughs> further questions.
2: <laughs> like, it's just like... I mean, I agree
0: with you, but. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No no one's going to disagree with you on this podcast. Yeah,
1: it's like the, I I get very much of like a Indiana Jones kind of like we have very important people sort of on it where it's like, don't you worry about why it can target itself. We've got this covered. It's better. Just leave it be. You don't need to know any more than that, except instead of some secret arc of like god it's this little idiot that's spitting up magma anyways that analogy made no sense but this card's absurdly good like in a deck with mana dorks much like pod decks or creature combo decks or well mid-range decks red green or red green x early on great later on also great you, you just get
0: kind of everything This card's just great. Next up, we have Fury, which is part of this interesting cycle of incarnations. This is a five-mana, three-three with double strike for three, a red, and a red. When it enters the battlefield, deals four damage divided as you choose amongst any number of target creatures and or planeswalkers, and you can evoke it. By exiling a red card from your hand. What do you think, Wheeler?
1: Out of... Okay, so out of all these incarnations, they're all really good. I think this one might end up just being the one that gets slept on the most. Maybe... I mean, the white one is absurdly strong, but this one also like there's this hidden thing of you can play this in blue x decks right like you can play this in say a blue moon deck and those decks you know you might have an extra burst lightning or frostbite or whatever kicking around not getting a use boom don't need to waste your mana Nice, nice niv mizzet you have in your hand you know taking up space boom just kill their planeswalker for free, or clear up the board for free. I'm always conflicted being on the side of playing a bajillion mana dorks or getting all my mana dorks killed, but I think for this one, uh, I'm okay with it. It's really strong. Pyrokinesis was already fine. I think this one's potentially better. You can't mystical tutor for it, which is a bit of a, like, whatever. I don't think anyone's mysticaling for pyrokinesis. No, anyways. I think <laughs> it's
2: a lot better than pyrokinesis. Just because, yeah. like, the fail case of a 3-3 with double strike. That's like actually a clock. That's like, very
1: good. <laughs> yeah, that's a that's a reasonable actual thing
2: you. I'm can gonna play. go out on a limb and say it's better than pyrokinesis. Ooh, uh, bold statement. Yeah, but strong uh, words there, Jerris. Considering <laughs> you get the three through a double strike and you still get the pyrokinesis.
1: Yeah, that's pretty good. I like all of those. <laughs> I was trying to give context for you know mystical tutoring or solve the equation. A new ish card. But uh, ultimately, I think a three-three double striker is a pretty reasonable body. Uh, any decks you'd put
2: this in? Decks with red. Yeah, mo- most of those. That good, eh?
1: Uh, well, I don't know. It, it it is very good. I I don't. I wouldn't fault somebody for not. Well, I'd, I might fault someone for not playing this, but like it, it's not an every occasion deck card. I don't mm. think that's at least not the vibe I'm getting, but it is a uh, most occasion.
2: Yeah, like if there's a single person who may or may not sleeve up hoof, you're probably supposed to put this in your like fair <laughs> red deck. Yeah, all right. Just because uh, if you draw it and they have a reasonable hoof draw, you're probably going to win the game in which you draw it.
1: Mm-hmm. Or like a PZ draw in a
0: blue red
2: mirror. Exactly. Mm-hmm. All right, let's move on to Harmonic Prodigy.
0: This is a two mana one, three human wizard for one in a red as prowess. And if an ability of a shaman or another wizard, you control triggers that ability triggers an additional time Wheeler. What do you think? I'm off the deep end, dude. I'm I'm
1: I've i, I I've I've sat and stared at this card a lot and I've gone through like various stages of whether or <laughs> not I think it's OK, whether or not I'll keep it just because it's a two mana one, three with prowess. If But like. Now I'm at the point where like I have a blue like a rug like wizard slash some tribal or sorry wizard slash tiny bit of shaman pod infinite turn combo deck because there's just like a white board with a bunch of strings tied you know attached to each other like neoform stuff with dual caster mage you know all this is is
2: eternal witness a shaman
1: eternal witness is a shaman jer
2: funny that (laughs) yeah it's it's
1: really interesting and cool and funny and oh darn but here's the thing we don't have i mean (laughs) who knows Uh, we're only up to red and we haven't uh, seen any of the green cards but uh, maybe there's another eternal witness that is also a shaman oh funny yeah, yeah, it's kind of funny because a lot of them are also humans too. So you can, you know, if you use Pyre of Heroes, the, you know, tribal birthing pod from Kaldheim, but you also have divergent paths for how you're, you know, going up the scale. I just out of, you know, just like Spellseeker into, oh, I mean, if there is a 4 of witness, which there isn't yet, who knows, ha ha ha. And maybe you get into Archaeomancer, which happens to be a wizard. That's pretty good. Yeah, like, <laughs> this card is just also kind of redundancy because, well... I think that deck could probably function without
0: a card like this sorry let's go let's go back a step here you took us down to your weird dream magical land of rug time lock combo is this good or not
1: yes yeah i <laughs> think right. it, i think it's good i think i i don't foresee myself playing this in like a blue like a, sorry like an is it like blitz style deck so this like isn't I'm, a fair
0: card this isn't your this is a build around is what you're going for you're not just adding it for your your snapcasters and stuff
1: i think that you could probably have games with a you know oh I, my snapcaster triggered twice and my young and are triggered twice, but usually those cards are, you know, those cards are just good magic cards. Yeah,
0: they're already good by themselves. They don't need this to get better.
1: Right. But mm. treating this as an unfair magic card allows you to do something that while it already has kind of existed in one form, this is just ultimately a much, much better form of that.
0: Cool All right. Let's uh, let's move on. Next up, we have Mind Collapse. This is a four mana instant for three and a red. If it's your turn, you may sack a mountain rather than pay the spell's mana cost. Mind Collapse deals five damage to target creature or planeswalker.
2: Hey, Jer, what do you think? I think this card is great. And and pretty much solely because they tagged, once again, tagged on or Planeswalker. Mm. I think four mana and instant speed to deal five is not really what you're looking for, especially since it can't go upstairs. But given the fact that you can cast it for free, I think means that some amount of decks are gonna gonna want this it's it's just so good against aggressive decks when you get to like turn three or four and you get to go threat plus removal spell or double removal spell to clear the board and you just get a bit of a bit of respite it's yeah i think and the fact that it's not dead against the other decks because it can kill bigger things or hit planeswalkers is i think gonna make it good enough could be wrong but I'm excited for this one. Next up, Obsidian Charmaw. This is a 5-mana 4-4 four, four dragon
0: for 3 red-red. This spell costs 1 less to cast for each land your opponent controls that could produce colorless as flying. And when it enters the battlefield, destroy target non-basic land an opponent controls. Oh, but are there more beautiful
2: words in all of Magic? Anyways, JR, what do you think? This card's insane. <laughs>
1: mm-hmm.
2: it's, it's often going to cast 4 or less. It wastelands your opponent, and it's a four-four flyer. Is Ben? I want you to answer me, in, just like instinctually. Is there a better dragon in the the medium red mirror? No, because it's gonna mirror, it's no. gonna cost three and destroy their ancient tomb.
1: Yeah. Yes. Or uh, yes.
2: yeah yeah Also, also with more and more utility lands having the option of like filtering or tapping for a colorless or like doing something or tapping for a colorless just being able to destroy those lands is nice and the fact that it gets cost reduced for those lands as well is like yeah sure why not so is this a meta card No, this card's this card's absurd. This
1: this card is easily. I'm very glad that Jer. I mean, I didn't exactly expect otherwise, but I I thought I was having some kind of like nightmare when I initially talked about how this card is like one of the most messed up cards. Will end up being one of the most impactful cards from this set Mm. for our format, which is a huge statement
0: yeah 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 like five mana dragon
1: like yeah (laughs) it's just like it's not as flashy as some of the other ones doesn't have like a super direct callback that everyone's going to recognize but they'll start recognizing this card when
2: it gets dropped extreme like
1: doesn't even have to be that early or at all like even at five mana through acceleration this is messed up
2: yeah like it's going (laughs) in every red green aggro deck because it's going to cost four enough it's going in the bigger red green decks it's going in every red deck that plays dragons you could even play this in like bloom Moon and it's not going to be ridiculous as a finisher because it, it can deal with lands which are problematic it's not ridiculous to play in any mid-range deck like jund or grixis or anything that can cast double red like yeah it's it's so
1: good it's so good
2: people have wanted to point wasteland for so long and this is wasteland tapped to a 4-4 flyer that gets cost <laughs> reduced. Like, <laughs> yep i remember
0: wasteland being wasteland was pointed wasn't it for a yeah. while yeah Alright, let's move on. And I'm gonna do my absolute best to pronounce this card because Shiva made a video of it. Ragavan, the nimble pilferer. I think I nailed that. Ragavan. It's not Ragavan. No. Nope. Ragavan.
1: Please ignore my ears on this one, but as long as you're not calling it Ragavan, you're, you're gonna probably probably be. Do- yeah, right, you're doing all right. <laughs> a hell of a lot better.
0: Anyways, the monkey the legendary monkey pirate is a two-one for a single red pip. When it deals combat damage to a player, create a treasure token and exile the top card of that player's library. Until end of turn, you may cast that card, and it dashes for one in red. (laughs)
2: Uh, I'm (laughs) laughing.
0: Wheeler,
1: what do you think? I've told this anecdote several times, I think, but mostly internally, where, spoiler alert, but not actually, I opened this card in my PPR kit, and I originally read it. When I saw it, I read it as a 1-1, because... Oh. and i i love Raghavan. like i like the, it's the card the token is a joke in yj right like it's yeah. just like the yeah. fake card that people mention is like Rugavan's fury or whatever it's some robin <laughs> Sorensen joke of like i top deck this and cast it and like i so the, i know it's a two one i know it's a two one i've attacked with the car he's a couple of times but i don't think my brain allowed me to be like no this card th- that card why would this be a two one that's too good There's no way. This is a one-mana, one-one. This card's absurd. Yeah, it's absurd.
2: So, new auto-include an RDW? And many other decks. This, This is the type of card where if you play it on turn one on the play, and your opponent doesn't have a turn one removal spell, they probably just lose. That's strong. This is the kind of card...
1: That makes me think back to every time someone's like, "Hey Ben, are temples okay in Canlander?" And I've gone like, "Well, maybe like the blue black one or the blue white." Sure, it's that all of a sudden like this, like, this monkey just lands and starts <laughs> giggling at me like,
0: <laughs> <laughs> "Too bad your lands
1: tapped, <laughs> idiot!" You're like, "No, that was your turn one play!" Ha 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 ha, and I'm just dead, just dead. And like dash on this card is absurd. Like dash is so good. Not enough red. Like that's how, that's such a big showcase of like the people that have been playing red in this format for well over a decade to the people that have like picked it up recently. It's just how much they dash their Zergo because you can't kill it. You feel like, you feel like Sylvester the cat trying to catch Tweety Bird. You just won't (laughs) actually get it. If you dash, if they keep dashing, and it's this this card just does so much. It's so good. Oh, oh my god!
2: Just the the play patterns that can emerge when you play this card on turn one It's just so oh. <laughs> so disgusting. Oh, oh yeah.
0: All
2: right, let's talk about our final red card today: the Vioshino
0: Lash Claw. This is a two mana two to Vioshino Warrior for one and a red, and has an ability: tap and discard a card. Creatures you control gain haste until end of turn. Wheeler, take us home. Okay,
1: well, this is a shout out to all those diehards that play like Rakdos or Jund Madness. And I mean, you know, that was a deck that has X1'd at Yellow Jacket Comics and Toys several times. A wild mongrel, hell of a magic card. You know, having light bolt, lightning bolt and Thoughtseize also helps. But a discard outlet like this that just gives haste is scary, right? Like Anger, the four mana incarnation from Judgment, which I believe is in this set as well although I could be wrong. It's, it's pretty good. So like, you know, giving your Hogak haste, giving your, well, Vengevine already has haste, <laughs> but giving your like, you know, gigantic, your hollow one haste, pretty scary, pretty, pretty scary. And it's all on a bear. Like, you know, a bear is not nothing. This card can at least navigate somewhat fairly and still be a real pain in the ass. So I don't think this is uh well, the flashiest card from Modern Horizons 2. I feel pretty confident making that statement, but I do think that it is a nice little role player that'll show up and do two different things that the decks uh, that want these effects are uh, always glad to have more of. All right, next
0: up, we have Abundant Harvest,
2: which I believe is a reprint, question mark? Well, it's a reprint from the mystical archive from Strixhaven.
0: So for those of you not familiar, for a single green, you get a sorcery that says choose land or non-land. Reveal cards from the top of your library until you reveal a card of the chosen kind. Put that one into your hand and the rest on the bottom of your library in a random order. What do you think, Jer?
2: This card is really good. There are many situations when you cast, especially early on, a cantripping card and you're looking for a specific thing. You're like, "Uh, my hand needs a little bit more action or like I need that second or third land. And this card does that kind of a throwback to the card enchantment abundance that lets you do that for each card you draw but having access to this as a one mana sorcery is is great and this card is great and it will see tons and tons of play in the format what deck would take this over like a blue cantrip well you're you're likely not putting it over a blue cantrip unless you're cutting like portent or like a two mana one but like brainstorm ponder and preordain are all better but like I, i you could play this over opt reasonably if you're not like super super instant speed you could play this over like yeah some of the worst one mana cantrips definitely played over any of the two mana cantrips so like i'd play it in blue green decks like blue green time walks would play it blue green tempo would play it i'd imagine rug tempo would play it
1: yeah i think if you're a blue green deck Or, uh, like, I don't know, like a Jun Pyromancer deck. If you're a deck with green in it that cares about spells, which is usually blue-green, you are going to snap play this card. It's it's pretty good. It's a pretty reasonable card. You kind of pick what you want to hit, and you hit it. And that's great.
2: Yeah, there's not really a fail case, which is nice.
0: All right, let's move on to Blessed Respite. This is a two-mana instant for one and a green. Target player shuffles their graveyard into their library, and then prevent all combat damage that we dealt this turn a nice little fog what do you think chair
2: this card's interesting but i think it's it's only like half a fog like people are gonna glaze over that first text and that's the reason you get to play the card is that it also like counters graveyard shenanigans like y- like it counters the card reanimate it counters snapcaster mage it counters half of gear hulk like and the fact that it it becomes much more applicable like it, it's probably the best fog they printed you know very long time which is kind of exciting fogs don't typically see play like you might see a moments piece that i claim is time stretch or somebody (laughs) or surge might be like trying to lock you out with constant mists or something yeah but you don't see like fogs played but i think playing this one is not outside the realm of possibility and could be a reasonable choice in, in some situations are you looking at it more like a modal card than
0: one card that does two things yeah definitely because I, I don't see much of a world in which you get to both exile their graveyard and fog, right? Yeah, it's, it's, it's a modal card for the most part, I think. Mm. Neat. Very neat. All right, let's move on to our next elemental incarnation. This is the green one, Endurance. So three mana, three, four for one green green with flash and reach. And when it enters the battlefield, up to one target player puts all the cards from their graveyard onto the bottom of their library in a random order. Evoke exile a green card from your hand. What do you think, Wheeler? I think that this card is pretty all right.
1: I think that that ability is a lot better than most people give it credit for. But my favorite part about this is that it, well, I say favorite, but I tend to be on the other side of this, is that it it just doesn't care about Vendilion Cliques.
0: Yeah, I was going to say, this blocks
2: Clique and all of the three ones in blue very well.
0: Blocks Lightning Angel,
1: uh, Resto Angel.
2: I think this is going to see a lot of play just because it has flash. Like, yeah, so many green creature decks just want more reasonable flash creatures. Like the amount of times I've sleeved up Wolfier Avenger just because (laughs) it's a donkey that has flash. Yeah, you get people. That card kills people. Yeah. And this card... Trust me, this card is better than Wolfier Avenger. <laughs> I'll stake my reputation on it. All right, right?
1: Yeah, that's recorded. You're going to regret saying that in a couple of years.
2: Somebody's going to get you, Oh, See, chair. Yeah. There's going to be return to Innistrad. Yeah. <laughs> but anyhow, this this card is, uh, I think, I think very good, just because a three four flash creature with reach is, is very strong and the ability as ben said is going to be underrated most of the time like even even if you're not getting any like technical value out of it even just slowing them down off delve spells or limiting their options with the snapcaster mage further down the line like can matter even though those those things often go unnoticed even by people analyzing the game so i can.
0: All right, let's go for probably one of the more exciting new cards in the set. This one certainly generated a buzz. It's the Ignoble Hierarch. Single green pip gets you a 01 Goblin Shaman with exalted and tap it to add black, red, or green. Wheeler,
1: this is this is just a game changer, right? Like this is just The most—the word I've been using is like impactful. Like this card out of any other card is going to be the most... I mean, even more than like the force of creatures, right? I think is that like every green deck is going to play this. Every green deck that it plays mana acceleration is playing this. Yeah. And then it also just has enough going for it that kind of noble gets away with where you have green decks that will... Or, or green X decks, rather, that will play only a couple of mana accelerants, but those accelerants are Birds of Paradise, Deathrite Shaman, and then Noble Hierarch, and maybe, like, a Lotus Cobra or Paradise Druid or whatever. But, like, the fact that this can cast him to Torak, mm-hmm. the fact that this can play a Liliana on turn two, like any of the Lilies, that it accelerates you into, like, Domries or whatever. Like, my god. I mean, it's it's Noble Hierarch in Jun colors with a relevant <laughs> creature type. Like, this is...
0: Oh, it's also a goblin. God. Yeah, Yeah, it's a goblin. (laughs) It's so funny. (laughs) Oh, that just clicked. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God, that just
1: clicked. Yeah, it's... it's. Why is it a goblin? (laughs) Hey, Would you... I mean, thank God it's not... Well, I guess it wouldn't be an elf, but you know what I mean. It's...
0: Yeah. It's pretty good, huh?
2: (laughs) It's it's, it's not bad. Above average.
0: Yeah. Holy crap. All right. I'm sure every mana dork in this set is going to be equally good, right? Uh, let's talk about Rift Sower. Three mana, one, three elf druid for two and a green. Okay. Tap to add one mana of any color. Sure. at uh, suspend two for a green. All right. Feels a little underwhelming after the ignoble hierarch. Jar what do you think?
2: Goes in druids. <laughs> that's, that's all I have to say.
0: Is any other green deck going to want to play this as an accelerant? No. Elves?
2: oh yeah sure you, you can play it in elves as well it has haste dude <laughs> that's true but it only has one power
1: oh yeah you're right i just had a really bad thought for like some weird like blue green opposition win con where you suspend it take an extra turn and then it's just like your haste creature and you get to just punch Choo-choo. face with this turbo yeah. druid we can,
2: we can do better we have the technology oh
0: yeah absolutely quarantine's yeah. ruined me <laughs> All right, so next up we have Sanctum Weaver, and this card is very exciting. This is a two mana zero to enchantment dryad for one and a green. Tap at X mana of any one color where X is the number of enchantments you control, and I'm going to throw this one to myself. So Modern Horizons 2 has enchantments matters back. It has enchantress back, and that makes me very excited because I love enchantress, but the problem I have is that deck isn't very good good and while it's getting better i i'm not quite sure if it's good enough yet and the main problem enchantress has is you play very 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 few creatures so any removal spell that your opponent has in hand immediately takes out all of your high value creatures and you need all of your high value creatures so you're not just playing dirtily do nothing enchantments like you need an engine you need to start to do something and the Best enchantresses are probably the ones that you can't kill. Argothian Enchantress, for example, having Shroud. And which is the enchantress that's actually an enchantment? Enchantress's presence. Enchantress's presence is another great example. That being said, when they do print more enchantresses, it does give you enough of them that the deck will naturally get better. So, am I excited about this card? Yes. Am I going to play this card? Yes. Am I excited about the fact that this card taps for more than just white? Absolutely. Is Mm. Enchantress good? I don't know leaning towards I don't think so. Anyone else want to add anything onto that one? I
1: mean, do you want do you want my joke or do you want the the real thing? Give me both. Okay, the joke was I really wish you would practice what you're preaching though. <laughs>
0: hey i don't say don't play good decks i'm still gonna play it right okay, like, i know i know
1: but you're you're like enchantress you need to not play do nothing enchantments oh. and i've seen <laughs> i've been on the other side of the table of your do nothing enchantments.
2: the amount of times i've seen you cast mana bloom for zero
0: mana bloom is the heart of that deck how dare you draw a card it's
2: one mana draw a card <laughs> oh no he's getting mad and you get
0: to do it every turn Oh my God, he's
1: he's hulking out. What's your real answer? My real answer is that I think I I do agree with you. I think that Enchantress, in order for it to thrive in in our format, it needs a little more oomph, right? Yeah, you need some kind of push. One a local player was playing a version that almost had like a land sub theme to it, which I you think was attention? super smart. Like, and it was and, and he was putting up results, right? He was getting to the finals. He was killing people, and that's. I I think one of the reasons is because you can have that. I mean, not that just that that's a good package, but also, Chantress doesn't really have like. There's like, what do you use for your points, right? Like, it always feels weird because are like, I'm an enchantment deck. Anyways, Mox Emerald, Mox. Yeah, bo-
0: <laughs> I often feel like uh, by, by, I, I'm honor-bound to not play Mox, but you're like, it lets you cast your enchantments faster, Jaeger. Like,
1: all <laughs> right. <laughs> all right, well, I drive a tough bargain, me. Yeah, it's so... What am I getting at? The the lands package, it fits in well because you're already going to be playing those cards to find your Sarah Sanctum or to find your Hall of Heliod's Generosity, the symbol of his yeah. church. And so... You want those cards to be able to find that, but you also want, you know, you you play some regrowth kind of effects.
0: Oh, replenish and lands work great together. You're pretty happy to mill off of life from the loam, fill up your graveyard with enchantments, and then regrowth, or Mm -hmm. not regrowth, uh, replenish.
1: Yeah, yeah, replenish.
0: And then be like, GG.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's, it. I mean, it's pretty good. So what, what I think Enchantress needs to do for our format is I think that it needs to kind of, you know, play in a bit for the land thing. And why I'm mentioning it is because this being a green, a cheap green creature also just fits in extremely well to that you know that family of of cards you can find this off your green sun zenith which you're already playing your finale yeah. of devastation you know it's cheap enough to get off hella damry's call or get out with a very cheap war gate and so having that flexibility of all these kind of cards that you will play and get more value out of because you can also find your ramen app excavators you know your titanias mm-hmm. that kind of thing you can just kind of poop out an
0: enchantment so
1: it turns all of your I mean you already had it with Courser of crucifix and you know yeah. you might even get a little extra juice later on
0: what do you think about this in Sanctum Stompy I think you
1: I think you kind of have to play it in yeah. Sanctum Stompy yeah. yeah you're uh, that's a deck that will take uh, whatever it can get and this happens to be an enchantment creature that's two mana or less and so that's good enough for them especially because it uh, yeah it accelerates
0: well, i got some brewing to do i've got apparently like three different enchantress and lands decks i need to make now thanks bud <laughs>
1: yeah no worries anytime
0: <laughs> all right next up sylvan anthem green green enchantment green creatures you control get plus one plus one and whatever green creature you control enters the battlefield scry what do you think wheeler
1: you know I hate Anthem cards like this in any deck that isn't mono white. And Why why does only Mono White get Anthems? Because if I'm playing a Mono White deck that wants to play Honor the Pure, like, my creatures are just absolute garbage. <laughs> like, they're so bad, and
2: I know they're bad. Because green has good creatures, it doesn't get Anthems? Well, they don't need them. Mm. Like, what do you, oh, nice Anthem. Their creatures already have plus one, plus one built in from design.
1: <laughs> yeah, oh gosh darn it. I guess uh, this Anthem really made your Yorvo take
2: off. Your yeah, my Frag <laughs> Tusk
0: is a 6-4.
2: Cool. All right. Good, now my Steel Leaf chain champions a three mana six five (laughs) nice
1: that extra and like yeah it's like well what about elves it's like okay i mean you got planeswalkers that also make your stuff deadly Mm -hmm. like green already has the tools to make this bigger to make your things bigger and often cards like this you're just better off playing well another creature right more so than other other decks because your creatures your creatures are gigantic often they're hard to kill but like you don't like you just want another creature so that you can keep playing your creatures because if you draw a bunch of stuff that aren't creatures that make your creatures bigger but you have no creatures then what are you doing
0: yeah. Right. What are you doing? Why are you playing green? No. That's so fair.
1: I don't think this is necessary. And even if you're dipping into like elf aggro or like elf tribal kill them dead kind of decks, like your elves already do that for you. They have, you know, anthem effects stapled to something <laughs> that also is just priest of Titania. Right. So like it's a little it's a little unnecessary, I think, for most uh, green decks in our format. Right
0: on. All right. Next up, we have Thrasta Tempest Roar. Is a 12-mana, 7-7 Legendary Dinosaur. This spell costs 3 less to cast for each other spell cast this turn. Has Trample and Haste, and Trample over Planeswalkers, which is new and exciting, and it works exactly the way you think it does. How cool is that? Very. And uh, finally, it has Hexproof as long as it entered the battlefield this turn. Jer, what do you think?
2: I feel like I'm supposed to hate this card, but I feel like they've done enough things to sort of appease me as a control mage who's going to die to this enough that I, I can be okay <laughs> with it. It costs a million. They probably have to double spell to cast it. Crushes Planeswalkers, which just even though my Planeswalkers are the ones going to be crushed, I just have to love it. And it only has Hexproof for the turn, and it can be countered. So I feel like this is just clean, like good, clean, fair man like if you're killing people with this good for you and i i don't actually think it's very good i think the the cost reduction isn't isn't gonna do quite enough often enough to make it actually castable like i think realistically you need three spells to be cast to reliably yeah. cast it casting it for six isn't that exciting there's better things you could be doing so unless you're casting it for three it's not that good so if you're playing like some like illusory angel deck where you're like trying to cast a bunch of free spells then
0: yeah isn't that like a magical christmas land where you can have this on turn two though if you like hold your mocks in or whatever
2: like you can turn one this pretty easily like it's not that hard like if one of your spells is black lotus then then you don't really need to have much imagination past that but yeah right black lotus is worth six if you're trying to catch thrasta Mm. (laughs) hmm yeah not 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 that hard but i I just think there's a couple too many hoops that it doesn't the payoff isn't quite good enough but cool all right next up
0: timeless witness oh my goodness what a great callback name is a four mana two one human shaman for two green green when it enters the battlefield return target card from your graveyard to your hand and then it has Eternalize for five green green which means exile this card from your graveyard create a token that's a copy of it except it's a four four black zombie human shaman with no mana cost and eternalize only as a sorcery. What do you think Wheeler?
1: They did it. They finally did it. Witness was one of those cards where it came out everyone's like oh okay this card's very good and we'll see play for the rest of you know forever. It'd be nice if they made like you know a worse four drop version of it and then we'd never got it. And it's like okay well how about a five drop and we never got it. And then they gave us a six drop that is just like just a big donkey that won't see play in uh, Green Warden or Marasa or whatever. And then five Finally, they listened to us and said, "Okay, here you go. It's Eternal Witness, but for Mana." And we would have kept it at that. We would mean thank you, thank you for everything. Glad to have it. Great art. But then they also slapped Eternalize, <laughs> which means you can't Ooh. counter this, Serge. You can't
0: counter this. I are you pointing that out to me specifically? Hold on. No, no I'm not pointing it out to you as much as it's just like, I, Serge, I, I can read the card. Yeah, yeah. It can't be countered. Holy moly! I, I didn't see that coming. My goodness. Because if I said it to Jerry,
1: would feel like an attack right (laughs) where it's like hey uh nice force will (laughs) eternal life like you know that's it's all right yeah yeah. (sighs) so this is yeah this card's absurd it's so good it's like it it's just another redundant copy of witness which is great
2: at a good mana cost yeah yeah yeah. like
1: it's it's totally fine to cast and play it still hits all the nice little loop requirements of like you know your revel arcs your recruiter the guards your imperial recruiters it's honestly at four is huge for pod chaining Mm -hmm. (laughs) because like you can now like when this card got like oh my god one of my favorite spellseeker time walk versions you know decks that look to take extra turns repeatedly of course using ephemerate before we got to the ephemerate tech was just the soul version where (laughs) you kind of did that but you just took infinite turns through somewhat dubious means like Marin of clan neltoth was involved you would have sakashima the imposter like all this jazz and like it would do, it would get the job done and you would sometimes you would get up to a part where part of your loop required you to use like a seven seven manas worth of regrowth effects basically to take that extra turn
0: and now you got that just in your eternalize, eyes baby
1: well now that yeah and like honestly that that's a huge b- bonus because that's a deck that can take advantage of the more graveyard based interactions and boom you've got this
2: answer from your deck exactly <laughs> you you can like oh my god you to play actual draft trash in Highlander.
1: And it's 4. You can neoform right into this. Holy smokes. And of course, it's a shaman as per the Harmonic Prodigy yep. discussion. Yeah. This card's absolute slam dunk. 10 out of 10. 10 out of 10.
0: All right. Next up, Tireless Provisioner. This is a 3 mana 3 to elf scout for 2 in a green has landfall. Hello. Whenever land enters the battlefield under your control, create a food token or a treasure token. And I will throw this to me. I don't know. This card, this card's insane. This card's
2: absurd. Jerry, you
0: go. Hey, Jerry, how do you think about Tireless Provisioner? This card's absurd.
2: Uh-huh, why? Can I have you heard of a card called fast bond? Uh, 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 tell me more. So say you say you were to play three, three, uh, three lands with fast bond uh-huh. and you were to make two treasures and a food token. Oh, then you can sacrifice your food token using the two treasures. And you've essentially played three lands for no cost. Now, say you had any anything else that did anything when a land entered play. Literally anything. This card's insane. <laughs>
1: yeah, that's. That's. I was about to give Serge the. It goes infinite with fast bond. Yeah. What?
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, dude. And and that's the the like that's base scenario. It's also just just really really good. It also just like ramps you get means red like has to kill this or never even have a sniff of winning the game (laughs) ever.
1: My My pitch was: what if Lotus Cobra didn't mana burn you?
0: Well, it's a three drop. It's a three meta three too. It does. I mean, if you compare that, if your starting point is tireless tracker, this is this is better. Yeah, well, this is better. I mean,
1: it's, it's it a- it is it is. I do think it is a better magic card in the grand scheme of things, but I think it's different.
2: It's very different, but
1: also better.
2: Yeah, <laughs> you know, like because if you have fast bond in play your chances of winning just went like through the roof it goes infinite with fast like tireless tracker is a better grindy fair card whereas this is like still a fine grindy fair card but it also has so much combo potential oh so much combo potential let's analyze it outside of combo
0: because i can see the combo potential are mid-range decks playing this no probably not sorry what do you what do you mean our mid-range decks cut it like no
1: before that what do you mean analyze it outside of combo
0: well sometimes it's important to take a look at a card in through different lenses and we've established that this is totally busted left and right in a, in a fastball like deck. if you're a lands
2: mid-range deck you're playing it
1: yeah elves i like it in elves just elves proper i think i'm likely i mean would, would you do me uh a, a favor and let me talk about it in the fair sense of a creature combo deck i like it in a fair sense in a creature combo deck because (laughs) those decks are usually three or more colors and sometimes you are going to have to you know set up your mana to be a little awkward like it'll be the correct thing to do but you might also find yourself being like oh i am now missing double black like or i didn't account for triple white on my next turn and so a card like this ends up just kind of having that, you know, if you want the treasure tokens, which you often do, great. My pips are free. I'm able to, you know, better sculpt my mana and also account for weirdo situations where I might need quad white.
0: Yeah, no, you, you've you completely opened my eyes on this whole card right now. Yeah, the mana fixing. Thinking of this as a Lotus Cobra, except you can save the landfall trigger for the turn you need it, is absurd.
1: Yeah, also just like attacking for three three is a lot
2: also people don't realize how good treasure tokens are they're lotus petals like people yeah. choose to put the card in their deck and draw it
0: i don't know i don't know why just the way this card was templated food or treasure token and you're right
1: and if i if i may about food tokens similar point. point three life is so much life
0: yeah it negates a lightning bolt right if you've if you've
1: ever fought against like a creature deck with gilded goose and you're an aggressive deck and they like gilded goose ephemerate it or reanimate it and then they just get six life they can just gain six life and still like you know thought well not thought but you know what they can yeah, get, yeah, yeah, they yeah. can still six life plus plus kill your thing and you're just like oh that's like a turn and a half of attacks gone and they weren't doing anything anyways
0: all right never mind this card's unbelievable and busted left and right so thank you for opening my eyes to it i can't believe yeah i definitely think i was just sleeping on food and treasure tokens which is why i looked at this and i kind of made a you're not alone
2: a lot of people i've talked to were like ho-hum about this card until i i did the exact same thing and i'm like have can i interest you in a card called fast bond
0: Mm -hmm. yeah (laughs) and then they're like oh
2: oh Oh, yeah,
0: yeah. Let's take it home. The last card we're going to talk about today is Verdant Command. This is a two mana instant for one and a green. Choose two. Target player creates two tapped 1 1 squirrel tokens, counter target loyalty ability of a planeswalker, exile target card from a graveyard, or target player gains three life. Jare.
2: So at first, I didn't like this card because I was like, oh, none of those modes are very exciting. Then I'm like, huh. Oh there's a lot of versatility it only costs two and it's an instant and the first mode is actually pretty good so i think as a base of create two tapped one one tokens and gain three this card is fine in some decks but given the versatility the the other two modes like anytime you get to make two one ones and counter planeswalker ability or exile target card from a graveyard i think it's going to be like close to insane so i think I think this card is actually pretty good and I'd want to play it in certain things some of the time. Just so disappointed that the creatures enter tapped. I wonder what why they thought that was too good. I actually think it's power level. Ye-
1: yeah, if this if if you're able to generate two bodies and gain three life like just as your baseline and those bodies are able to block like multiple things as well, like that's oh my god.
2: This card's like two mana, gain nine.
0: <laughs> yeah. Ooh, ooh. Okay, that makes sense. Cool. Well, that is going to do it for our set review today. Thank you very much. Make sure you listen up for the next episode where we cover the remainders of the set. As always, if you think we missed any cards, let us know in the comments down below. Reminder, this podcast is brought to you by you. Your support at their Patreon over at patreon.com slash loading ready run. Thank you all oh so much for listening and we will see you next time. Bye-bye.